common, it better be common, for small sibling rivalries to exist in the home. A tease here and there can be frustrating for parents, but not problematic. However, my next guest says teasing can cross into bullying at home and bully behavior from a brother or sister is unacceptable. Parenting contributor Heather Johnson joins me with ways parents can put an end to bullying in the home. Great to see you, Heather. You. So I am very eager and curious to hear your definition of bullying. I've come to be a little insecure around this word. We toss mm -hmm. it around. I don't know if we always know exactly the line and it can be different, I'm sure, relationship to relationship, but how do you see this? Yeah, so when we're looking at how this shows up in a home, this is going to be when one of your kids every time they walk past a sibling is knocking something out of their hand mm. or grabbing it and throwing it on the ground. It's going to be when they're taking things and hiding them and then sitting back and watching kind of with some joy as that child searches for something. So it's repetitive. It is. It's going to be, uh, if you're looking for it and how it's manifest, it's going to be unkind words. It's going to be things like, why does your face look like that? Or how come you're wearing that? It's gonna be those things. So when you want a definition, because what's tricky here is we say, I say those examples and we've probably all done something. That's like happening that. in homes like, every day. Those things are yeah. happening every single day. So if we wanna understand if it's different than normal behavior that comes with development and siblings and rivalry and crosses the line to bullying, first there needs to be a power imbalance. So it needs to be this space where you've got an older child or sibling where you've got someone who is stronger or bigger. Power imbalance is really important if you're looking to ask, is this bullying? Can a power imbalance speak to a personality too? Like a dominant, sure. stronger so, yes, personality, not physical or older, but. Absolutely, if you're more dominant than another one, yeah. there's still that power imbalance. If you can command attention differently, yeah. we would call that a power imbalance. It needs to be repeated. It needs to happen over and over and over again. You know, when we use those examples and we think about our homes and probably even ourselves growing up, they, they were more one-offs. It wasn't all the time that those mm -hmm. things were happening. Mm -hmm. So if they're happening repeatedly and if they're intentional, if you're watching one of your children consistently reach out and intentionally hurt, harm, belittle, embarrass one of their siblings, we probably wanna consider that it's bullying, especially the physical, the hitting, right? This gets so challenging. We want our homes to be safe. And so when there's bullying happening at school, it's one thing. Eventually, you know, our third grader goes into fourth and fifth and, and separates from that child. But when it's siblings, those relationships go on forever. Yeah. And so it's not safe at home and it feels really uncomfortable as they try to grow up. I'm going to ask a question that feels irrelevant because if it's happening, we're going mm -hmm. to stop it. But if we dial back a few steps, is there a why in this? Like, why is it happening? And could I do something on the back end to prevent it from developing to what you've described? Yeah, it's actually a really important question because we want to understand maybe where this is rooted in, what this is rooted in or where it's coming from. For example, kids tend to bully because they're angry. They tend to bully because there's jealousy. They tend to bully because they feel inadequate or insecure. They often bully because they want attention, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And we find a lot of bullying even happen when there's boredom, right? Mm. Now, all these reasons boil down to one thing. When you have a child who doesn't know how to navigate big emotions, that can lead to bullying. So all those things we just talked about, the jealousy and wanting attention, all those things, they all boil down to this space where you've got a child who doesn't know what to do with how they feel. And so they reach out and hit, or they say something unkind, or they steal something because they don't know how to navigate the feelings that they're experiencing internally. And fair to say some kids struggle with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, some adults, some adults struggle. struggle with I that, mean, that could right? be a lifelong pursuit to navigate and manage those emotions. Oh. So I, 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 all the pressure maybe not on the parent's mm -hmm. shoulders in the sense that you could be dealing with a child that really this will be their weak point. Absolutely, that managing, I mean, look, like you said, ad adults, we know adults, yeah. right? And maybe we are those adults that have a really hard time managing emotions. 
When you look at this, even something, let's pull jealousy or boredom, right? They're different, but we felt those things. Sure. Do all adults know how to navigate when they feel jealous? No, oftentimes they misstep. We mm -hmm. make uncomfortable decisions as a result. Or when we're bored. I mean, we tease all the time that we go and make choices like raid the kitchen because we're bored and we don't love those decisions. So it is this emotional management space. A child who's acting out and bullying their siblings doesn't know how to manage emotions and we want to help them learn how to do that. You say the first place to go to as a parent is one of preventative maintenance. Yes, okay, so we talk about preventative maintenance in all these other areas of our lives. I like that phrase. We don't often apply it to parenting. Yeah. Not consciously, right? Maybe not. Maybe unconscious. You know, we worry, for example, we change the oil in our car. It's preventative maintenance. Mm -hmm. But every day we want to be doing things for preventative maintenance in our parenting with our relationship with our kids. What That's does that what, look like? It looks like everything from one-on-one -on -one time every day. Preventative maintenance. So now we have a relationship with them. So when something does happen like bullying, their ears are open to listen to us. Mm. Or they pause out of respect to consider a different approach, mm -hmm. right? It is sleep is a huge one. That is preventative maintenance. It is making sure that they have downtime so they're not overscheduled, so they can actually be 10 or 12 or 2 and experience what life looks like that way. It is making sure that there's a place for them to get all of their energy out. Mm. Uh, preventative maintenance is making sure that they get empathy every single day, mm. that we offer them empathy every day. Mm. Can you imagine if we're putting our energy into this, it, it's a different story when they're feeling uncomfortable or when they don't know what to do with emotions and their ears are much more open because we've developed a relationship every day. Kind of like a bank account, right? You, you put everything in it so when you have to take deposits, there's enough in there. And when they start to bully, they're, they're withdrawing and we need to make sure that there's adequate funds. That's what it does. If I were to circle back to that, that why question and you boiled it down for us to a child not being able to manage their emotions, how do you suggest parents mm -hmm. teach emotions? Because it's so important, right? It, yeah. is, it is the one way that we navigate bullying best is we teach emotional management and we teach empathy. Those two things help us combat bullying, whether it's in our home or at school. So when we want to teach them even understanding that all of our behavior and your kids, we can say this to them, they'll understand it. We can teach them that behavior is a byproduct of emotions or needs or desires. The way I behave today, all the actions that I'm gonna put out today are a result of an emotion I'm feeling, a desire that I have, or a need that I'm trying to fulfill. Kids understand that, they can grasp that. So to teach them that, to teach them, for example, that emotion at its root, right, the Latin word, means movement, it means to move. Well, we can teach children that very young to help them understand, okay, so the way you're behaving is a byproduct of how you're feeling. Let's talk about what those feelings are. We have to communicate with them and help them understand where emotions even come from because they propel us to move. So then we can teach them, hey, you're in charge of where you let that emotion take you. Which that is such a slow down parent. Mm -hmm. It's a stop sign, right? You have, I mean, th those conversations take energy mm -hmm. and time. And in the flow of daily life, I sometimes feel like we don't, I don't take the time to stretch out that dialogue mm -hmm. in the way that you just beautifully And to have those conversations. Yeah, yeah. Well, and now we're back to preventative maintenance, right? Mm -hmm. Where if we're spending time every day to slow those conversations mm -hmm. down, now we're preventing what that bullying looks like. We're preventing all of those situations. Take us to the moment, Heather, in the moment, if we suspect bullying is happening in our house and mm -hmm. we're doing that maintenance on the back end, you say it's not a time to lecture. Mm -mm. Our kids, they already know what they've done wrong. Okay. They know that hitting isn't right. They know that that unkind thing they said to their sister about their face looking funny wasn't a nice thing to do. 
we don't need to lecture them and tell them, remind them again all the ways that they've just mismanaged their emotions. Okay. Plus, when we're saying that to them, it's an obvious. If we're going to express any words to them, it should be words that help them choose other ways to navigate the emotions, not remind them of the poor ways that they did it in the first place. Do I name it? Absolutely. Do I say this is bullying? Uh, that word is a little bit tricky. If you're asking to name it that big, oftentimes we, we can draw back first and let's have a lot of other discussions about, for example, the dangerous way that you're expressing your emotions okay. makes it unsafe for our family. So don't label it. Labels get tricky, right? Yeah. We, we know both directions. So pull back from the, that word uh -huh. and instead talk about that the behavior they're expressing could be dangerous or that it's unsafe. In the last 30 seconds we have together, I do want to emphasize, though, you do want parents to intervene every Immediately. time. Immediately. Don't ignore. Right. There's places, right, where we watch our kids go back and forth with each other, and, and we can step back and say, Let all right, fly. you guys, figure out Candyland, yeah. or you know what, you're going to work through this, and we can watch that. When it's crossed the line of bullying, intervene immediately. That means that when the bullying occurs, you are going to immediately attend to the person who was bullied. You're going to make sure they're okay. You're going to do that right in front of your child who bullied. Then you're gonna briefly touch there and then you're gonna draw that child away and give that child space and take the bully, if that's where the, we're calling them, with you mm -hmm. so that you can start having conversations. That's where you would say to them, hey, the dangerous way that you're expressing your emotions, it's not safe for the rest of our family, so we're gonna need to create some space. Mm -hmm. Then you're gonna sit with them and do your very best to give them positive opposites opposed to a lecture. Mm -hmm. A positive opposite is when you're gonna talk about what you hope that they do instead of focus on what they've done that's wrong, mm -hmm. what it is that's great. So you're gonna start expressing to them instead of why do you hit, don't hit, you're gonna tell them what you hope to see yeah. and have a conversation about all the other ways they could potentially express jealousy, anger, frustration, wanting attention. Yeah. They don't know how. And super quickly, before parents are crossing hairs and wringing hands, this feels extreme. This is a little more on the not happening commonly in a lot of households. We would hope. It okay. actually happens a little bit more than you'd really? think, okay. right? Where there's a sibling who has that power dominance and who reaches out that way. So be aware. Be aware. The cool thing, though, is actually we can take all of those things and we can use them every day, even if there isn't sibling sure. bullying. Yeah. It still is an approach you want to take with your kids every single day. Heather, we love you. Thank you so much. Heather's contact information is listed for you on the Studio 5 website.